Welcome back, everybody, to the episode of the JC with Podcast. This is uh, episode number 114, dedicated to a man who on July 20th, 1976, hit his 755th home run, Mr. Hank Aaron. And as always, thank you for sitting in, downloading to the episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we talk a little bit about the problems the Washington football team is currently having. NFL players will report to training camp very soon, and they have one simple request. And I finally, finally, finally got to get out of my apartment and go to a sporting event. And man, it was oh so nice. But first, baseball, baseball, baseball. Baseball, we have missed you. So the sport of summer, America's pastime, we have missed you so much. And, man, we are so glad that you're making your appearance in 2020 on July 23rd, this coming Sunday. This year has been odd. Extremely, extremely odd. From the start of the year with the, well, the capital capitalization of the great year that LSU had through Kobe's passing to COVID-19, nothing this year has been, well, expected. Nobody expected LSU to have the year they had, and then, wow, they're, they're wowing everybody, even in the national championship game, they're wowing everybody there, and then nobody expected Kobe Bryant to pass away at the end of, the end of July. Nobody expected COVID-19 to hit us the way that it did. Nobody expected for sports to shut down. Nobody expected a lot of what's happened here in 2020, but now, after the debates and the negotiations, after it took way too long, they're finally over. We get baseball. One of the big four in America is coming back to our television screens. And man, oh man, oh man, I can't be happier. The 23rd, we get baseball. The following week, we get basketball. And it wouldn't be summer without baseball. Yes, finishing the NBA season would be great. But the summertime is all about baseball. I know little leagues have been playing baseball and softball. I went to go watch a college game over the weekend. Oh, you'll hear about that at the end of the show. But man, Major League Baseball, the Cubs, the Yankees, the White Sox, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. I mean, we are we have been waiting oh so long for these teams to come out and play. And hey, guys, they're going to come out and play. You know how it is when you're a kid. And you go to your friend's house, you knock on the door, you're not even sure if they're home or not, but you know, actually, no, excuse me, you do know they're home because you guys ride the same school bus. You go there, you knock on that door, his mom comes to the door, hey, 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 Mrs. Jones, could Johnny come out and play? No, Johnny has homework to do. Oh, man, and you go to your next friend's, next friend's home, hey, 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 Mrs. Wilson, can, can, can my friend come out and play? No, he has homework to do, you go to the next door, hey, can, can, hey, can, can, can my buddy come out and play? And guys, it seemed like this is what happened with the baseball negotiations. They just kept knocking on the door. Hey, can they come? Nope, nope, sorry, guys. Nope, we're not, nope, nope, we're not there. Hey, can they? Nope, nope, sorry, guys, we're not there. Major League Baseball tweeted out, started saying, hey, tell us when and where. Tell us when and where. That was a teaser because you don't want to know why. They didn't come out and play. And then finally, 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 we're here, guys. We are here, July 23rd, 7 o'clock on ESPN, Yankees and Nationals. Garrett Cole versus Nat Scherzer. 10 o'clock, Giants and Dodgers. Johnny Cueto versus Clayton Kershaw. I am here for it. 
<laughs> I am here for it. You know what else I'm here for? Mookie bets in LA. <laughs> I am here for it. You know, you know what, I'm, what else I'm here for? To see if these Yankees fans are actually going to be able to cheer like they are right now, saying we're going to win the we're going to win the pennant. We're going to win the pennant. We're winning the World Series this year. Hey, Yankees fans, Yankees, Twitter, whatever you want to say. Hey, uh, uh, y'all, y'all can cheer all you want to in the offseason and spring training or summer camp, whatever you want to call this period of time that they're getting ready for the upcoming season. Hey, say whatever you want. Cheer, cheer, cheer all you want. But I am going to be watching you very, very closely, Yankees fans. I'm watching you very, very closely, Mookie Betts. I want to see you do big things, Johnny Cueto. Max Scherzer, bring your A-game Thursday night because America is watching America. Jay Stevens is not a big baseball fan. I have made that comment very clear here on the podcast. But, man, I am so thirsty. I have been trying to get sports for a long time. As you guys know, I will watch old games on TV Thank God for YouTube because YouTube brings those old games and I can watch them again. 2012 LSU Alabama college football game. I watched that recently. But man, it's nothing like live sports. It's not like professional sports. It's nothing like the sport of summer finally being here in the summertime. Summer's almost over. We thought we wouldn't get baseball. But ha! Baseball, Major League Baseball. Y'all, y'all wait as long as you can. But it wouldn't be summer the summertime of 2020 without baseball making an appearance this Thursday. Baseball is back. Live sports are back. One of the big four is back, and I can't be happier. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Washington, D.C., because the Washington football team, they thought just changing their name was the biggest problem they would have right now, but that ain't it. Well, It's official. The Washington football team will no longer be called the Washington. Cannot say the name. You know know what the name of the team is. I'm just not going to say it. The Washington R-words, as so many people have said it for so many years. Really the past three to four down, maybe five. People have decided to not say the name. Yeah, that name. That name. Not going to say it anymore. Um, They have decided to not say the name. So they have been saying the Washington football team or... The Washington R-Words. And until we get a name of the team, a new name of the team, I probably will adopt the name the Washington football team. Because you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the Washington football team, that team that's there in D.C., that Daniel Snyder owns, that plays at FedEx Field, that's been really embarrassing to watch on football on, on the television screen for quite some time. Now, yeah, now, yes, that team, the Washington football team. So me, myself, and I, Jay Stevens, I'll probably refer to them on this show as the Washington football team. Nothing wrong there. Nothing derogatory there. No, no issue with that there. The Washington football team until they get the new name for said team. Now, the interesting thing about this is with the Washington football team, normally it takes two years to officially change the name of a team. Normally, that's a normal timeline, a general timeline. We think about possible uh, color scheme change, possible mascot change, uh, possible changing of uh, of designs of uniforms and apparel, all that stuff. Normally, it takes two years. That's a general good rule of thumb. Two years to change your name. Well, FedEx spoke up, Nike spoke up, Daniel Snyder saw, saw the potential of his pocketbook or his bank account to not get as... Uh, 
inflated not or not to inflate at the rate that it is so he said ho 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 i gotta make a change and changing the name of the team is the change that he made and at the time i am sure he was thinking this is going to be the only issue i have right now and as some might say if changing the name of your team is the only issue you have this is gonna be a breeze of a time but whoa ho ho not so fast my friend my name is not lee corso i can say what he says but not in the same way that he says it because i am not him and i say not so fast my friend because Around the same time as it came out that the Washington football team would be changing the name that has been around since 1933, it also came out a two-year investigation got put on Front Street for all of us to see that there has been sexual harassment going on in the workplace between 2006 till 2019. Now, this is not man-on-man type of sexual harassment that's sick, that's disgusting. That's just as sick as disgusting as the 15 women that came up and spoke out against the workplace environment and culture that was there with the Washington football team between 06 to 2019. Another thing that's very interesting about this report is there were more women that were victims of said harassment, but... They didn't speak out in the report. One spoke out to the woman that was doing the investigation. Her name escapes me right now, but she was on the Dan Patrick show, uh, I think towards the latter part of last week. And the woman was speaking and saying, there were women that came out and said, hey, uh, I was a part of this harassment. I I witnessed it I with my own eyes, my own ears, when, they were, when other people were uh, taking advantage of sexually, not saying that they were uh, taking advantage of in the bedroom, but no, you could look at someone, you could say certain things, you could send certain emails, send certain text messages, you could look certain ways up a woman's skirt and just have that type of environment that, well, male-dominant workplace, male-dominant whatever in the workplace. I mean, it's already dominated by men anyway, and women already have a hard time getting into the industry, and women already have a hard time feeling comfortable because of the fear of this very thing going on in the workplace. Well, here we are, 06 to 2019, and I keep saying that length of time because that's a long time. That's a very, very, very long time. There were three... Four head coaches, actually, excuse me. Four head coaches during that time. Joe Gibbs, Jim Zorn. You may not know about his name. You may be like, who in the world is that? Well, that was his first and only NFL head coaching job. It lasted two seasons. That may tell you all you need to know about Jim Zorn being a head coach in the National Football League and about how his tenure went with with the Washington, not national, the Washington football team. Well, Mike Shanahan was after him and then Jay Gruden after him, who just got up out the paint during last season when looking at this report it was startling it was shocking it was sick it was disturbing and as one person put it imagine having your dream job getting your dream job this job you had been having at the top of your mind the forefront of your mind you were in school saying hey i want to work for an nfl team or i want to work in sports and said in this capacity and then when you go and work in sports and you work in that capacity you're thinking yes i have made it i have arrived i have achieved that thing that i have wanted to achieve for so many years and as a young lady 
early 20s, maybe mid-20s by this point in time, maybe late 20s, probably early to mid-20s, you get that job, you're there, you're excited, you're ready to work, ready to help the team in the capacity that you have, and then you realize, this is not the regular work environment that I expected. This is not the work environment that, that people had said they had longed to work in, that they loved working in for so many years. As a young lady, you're already a little uncomfortable being around older men, possibly. You're already possibly uncomfortable being around football players that you have never been around. And you know when you're in a locker room, locker room setting or even a, a coach's room or even a team organization when people talk essentially men in locker rooms there are things that are said in locker rooms amongst men that are locker room talk there are things that are that are that happen that are said amongst coaches that are coach speak that are coach talk those things are those things happen those are they're understood hey on in a locker room on a football field on a practice field there are things that happen i remember this was a few years ago now my brother and i played football at the same high school and it was Lawrence Central High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. High school football team. The height of it was my, oh, excuse me, when I was in school, it was my sophomore year. And then in 2012 or 2013, the football team, after my brother and I both graduated, they ended up winning their only uh, state championship in football. So there was a coach there. His name, name by the name is uh, Coach Tim Fiesel. Favorite coach. I mean, I love Timmy. I love Timmy because he pushed me. I love Fiesel because no matter what drill it was, if it was warm-ups, if we were sprinting, if we were hitting the sled for 20 minutes in the dead heat of summer at the beginning of both two-a-day practices, and I got to say, these young kids, man, hey, hey, y'all missing out on two-a-days. I understand safety protocols. I understand all you want to say. Two-a-days? <laughs> That's where you get to figure out how tough you are, what you could do on the field. You hit the same guy twice a day for two weeks over and over and over and over and over and over again. Hey, man, that gets a little tough at times. That gets a little draining at times. You learn his moves, he learns your moves. Hey, and it's a constant, it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle. But we loved every second of it. And in football practice, we had Coach Tim Fiesel. He was a science coach, a science, excuse me, science teacher. It was him and it was Carico. They joked back and forth, said, oh, you old fossil, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you, you shouldn't be coaching anymore. And it was just two older gentlemen having fun, not just teaching, but having fun on the football field as well. Well, a few years ago, my brother and I, we were with my parents, mom and dad at the time, probably Sunday afternoon dinner uh, at their house at the time. And the conversation came up about football. Now, every now and then with uh, me hosting the podcast now, I didn't even back then, big in sports, family's big in sports. Brother and I played play sports. My dad played high school basketball. So sports are a big thing in our family. So for some reason, sports came up. High school football came up. Tim Fiesel came out of somebody's mouth. And then it came out that we said, hey, mom, yeah, we got cussed out in football practice. My mama said, what? Hold on, what? I said, yeah, mama, I mean, it's, it's nothing. And my brother, he's played higher level than me, played uh, uh, football at Butler University. I uh, also played over in Australia in the indoor football league as well, Iowa Barnstormers. So his career, playing career, was a lot longer than me, mine, and was better than mine. I have no problem saying that. But yeah, saying, oh yeah, Mom Fiesel cussed us out of practice. He wasn't the only one to cussed us out. He was just the only one that came out during that conversation. My mom was like, hold on, what? But those are kind of the things that you expect with sports. One of the things we're looking forward to with sports, especially the Orlando bubble, when we know that a lot of the broadcasters 
will not be there and some may be there we're expecting well to possibly pick up on a microphone some of the back and forth amongst the players and you know there's trash talk there's inappropriate trash there's trash there's things that you say on the court that you wouldn't say to somebody's face just walking walking around but what you say that's what goes on talking about people's mamas talking about people's kids uh things things that they say not that i would say things that they say uh the cussing that goes on i mean these are are things that happen in sports so we think about things that happen in sports and the kind of talk the kind of language the kind of uh, culture that is created or cultivated there you expect certain things to happen but for something to be your dream job and for you to be a female and for you to be no forget the age for you to be a female you're already outnumbered you're already the minority you're already one there that you're going to be looked at just because you are the minority there and here we are yeah it get, it could get very 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 uncomfortable for these women for the women with the team and I already told some people, I said, hey, I would not be shocked if something came out about an owner. This was earlier, not even about the situation. I said, I would not be surprised with everything going on right now with COVID and the riots and the protests. I would not be shocked if we, if we found out there was a racist owner. There was, I, I said, I would not be shocked if that happened at all. But the one thing I did not think would happen is this. Also, I had no idea this investigation was going on. Of course, none of us knew. Most of us didn't know. That this investigation was what's going on. So nobody could have said, oh, hey, Jay, I know what you said about the protests and the riots, possibly having, uh, possibly having another Donald Sterling-esque owner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that back then. But, hey, man, I got a bigger bombshell for you. What's going on right now with the Washington football team, the investigation that might be put out on Front Street right now, it's huge. And for the women, for those that spoke out, you're brave for those that didn't speak out i completely understand and for that to be classified as your dream job that has to be very very devastating to know that i'm walking around all these men older men men older than me some looking up my skirt some are saying things about how i look some are saying things about my butt some are saying things just just inappropriate things saying oh i made you do this x y and z i am not going into what was being said to those women but you can kind of use your imagination to utilize and to utilize that and say oh they could have said that or Ooh, they could have said that, or ooh, they did say that. It's very, very disgusting. And Daniel Snyder, I am sure, changing the name was going to be the only thing he's, he, that he thought he was going to have to worry about. But man, oh man, oh man, the Washington football team, between the changing of the name and the sexual harassment stuff, Daniel Snyder has to do one thing very, very well. And Ron Rivera as well, because he's not out of this as new head. Imagine being the new head coach of a team and you got to walk into a name change and they want you to help be responsible for that. A name change and also the sexual harassment thing where they want to help you cultivate and create a culture that does not allow this to go on ron revere you got a lot on your plate you're wearing many hats and i am looking at you and hoping you handle this the right and proper way daniel snyder my goodness sir hey you couldn't have asked for this at all you couldn't have asked for the changing of your name you couldn't have asked for the sexual harassment thing to come out but you know what else is kind of goofy about the redskins look at their record over the past few years They've been trash. Um, is it a secret? No, they've been horrible. They've been atrocious. They've been a bombshell. They've been embarrassing. All the words you want to bring out, all of them fit how they have been recently. Then why in the world, Daniel Snyder, is it the team that you own? Is it coming out saying your team is paying officials? I mean, you would think that 
you would be a whole lot better than to pay officials when you suck. And by paying officials, you were showing that even when we cheat, we still can't win. For far too long, it seems like all the news coming from the National Football League, it's been negative. Excuse me, not all, almost like all. There's been some positive sprinkled in there. But primarily, the news coming from the National Football League, it has been negative. I've heard uh, way too much about the Washington football team, whatever you want to put in there. One topic here, negative topic there, negative. There's been a lot of negative talk about that team. We've heard about COVID-19, and I'm about tired of hearing about COVID-19, the Rona, quarantine. I'm tired of hearing about all this stuff. Now, I know it's of importance to us today, but I've heard that stuff so much right now this year that if I never heard it again, I would be very, very happy. Negative news has been there, but guys, just like baseball's reporting and only playing this week, just like the NBA will be coming back and playing or finishing their season starting next week, we're going to have football players reporting the training camp Tomorrow, on the 21st, on the July 21st, rookies report to training camp. On July 23rd, quarterbacks and injured players report to training camp. On July 28th, all other players report to training camp. And as it goes right now on the NFL calendar, the Chiefs and Texans open the regular season on September the 10th. And then the first full Sunday of NFL football, that will be on September 13th, and I got one thing to say to you. I am oh so happy. Why? Because when players are on the field, that gives more positive things to see and to talk about when we look at sports news on the television. No matter if it is ESPN, FS1, CBS Sports Network, CBS Sports HQ, whatever it is, wherever you get your sports, it's going to be nice podcasts just like this one youtube shows that you listen to so many things that we have at our disposal to get our news we are able to get that and when there's football going on no matter if it's training camp regular practice regular games preseason games it's a whole lot better for us as sports fans than to hear all about the rona all about quarantine all about 25 percent capacity at nfl stadium just that is a positive to some, but it would be a whole lot better if it was 100%. I understand the reasons why there is only going to be 25% at some stadiums. I am not knocking that, but a 100% full sold out is way better than 25% any day of the week. But so the players are reporting 28th, 21st, 23rd, what, whatever category you fall into, you're reporting on that day. That is great. But the players have one simple request. And if you're a fan, you have one simple request. And if you're someone that's ever close relation to a player, you have one simple request. What are the health and safety protocols for the National Football League? That's not too much to ask. I venture if you're having, if you have a kid that's in school right now, no matter if it is elementary school, middle school, high school, kindergarten, Pre uh, preschool, if it's college, no matter what level it is, I venture you have already heard about safety and health protocols for your students, for your child, for the upcoming school year. I venture you've already heard that. But for some reason, the NFL has not given that to the players. The NFL has had all this 
time to get this document to put out to the players to get it put out to them in a timely manner and so they know what it is they're walking into not yet not yet at all and on sunday there were a series of tweets put out by players voicing their concern and just letting the world know that they want to know what it is that the safety and health protocols are going to be russell wilson, russell wilson put this on twitter quote i am concerned my wife is pregnant nfl training camp is about to start and there's still no clear plan on player health and family safety we want to play football but we also want to protect our loved ones hashtag we want to play end quote DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle for the Colts, put this out, quote, There won't be an NFL season if we don't put players' health and safety first. Who's playing the games if we're all sick? Hashtag, we want to play, end quote. Drew Brees put this out there, quote, We need football. We need sports. We need hope. The NFL's unwillingness to follow the recommendations of their own medical experts will prevent that. If the NFL does not do their part to keep players healthy, there is no football in 2020. It's that simple. Get it done, NFL, end quote. Derek Carr put this out there, quote, I want to play ball this year, but we are going to need the NFL to make sure they are listening to everyone and taking the steps for the players and their families to be safe. Hashtag, we want to play End quote. Darius Slade put this out there. Quote, why isn't the NFL listening to the recommendation from their own joint committee? If we want to have a full season, it will have to look different. NFL, make the necessary changes. Hashtag, we want to play. End quote. Might I add, I I believe every quote that I've read to this point, every tweet that I've read to this point, they have added the NFL. Very, very profound. Uh, Another one, Todd Gurley put this out there. Quote, you want to watch football this year? Us players need to remain healthy in order to make that happen. The NFL needs to do their part in order to bring football back safely in 2020. Hashtag, we want to play, end quote. Carson Wentz put this out there, quote, we all want to play this season, but we need to stay safe in order to actually have a season. It's time for the NFL to step up and do their part so that us players can be safe at work and go play the game we love. Hashtag, we want to play, End quote. And guys, the players are right. I mean, if you're in the player's shoes, you would be wondering the same thing. NFL, you have had way too long to put this thing together. You have had way too long to figure out a formula that works, that fits, that the medical experts that you work with to come up with formulas and to come up with protocols to fit situations like this you would think that by now you would have watched Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, the NBA, NHL, who have been very quiet, but they'll be coming back, I believe, on August 1st. You would have watched all these leagues and said, hey, yes, um, we're going to take something from them. We're going to take something from them. We're not doing the bubble method, but we're going to try to take something from baseball. Since baseball is playing in their home stadiums, we're going to try to do certain things that, well, fit what we're doing right now with our league you had all the time in the world baby (laughs) you had all the time in the world and you thought oh after quarantine is up we can go back and do it back to life like normal but even the regular person they knew they weren't going to do something like that why it's COVID-19 and as history has showed us with way these with the way these viruses come in and attack us and they hit our country then they leave 
We don't know their timetable and we can't gauge how long it'll be here. Oh, it'll be five months. Oh, it'll be eight months. Oh, it'll be a year. Please, please. If we could do that, we would have already tackled COVID-19. It wouldn't have infected and uh, gotten into so many people's bodies. People would have tested positive and people wouldn't have passed away. I mean, just being completely honest with you now. If we had that capability to gauge and to figure out what's going on here with COVID-19, it's a very good shot that it wouldn't be affecting us right now in the way that it is. But we don't. We don't at all. NFL, you had time, plenty of time, a lot of time to go ahead and start looking at things, putting things, putting pen to paper, typing up things, putting rough drafts together, and then finalizing a health and safety protocol so your players, your stars, your elite players, which is why I went out, went, went ahead and read those tweets from those players there that play in the NFL, starters, guys that we know their name, we know their face, we know where they're playing, we know what you're expecting this from them in the upcoming season. We look forward to them in representing our favorite team. Why? Because they are part of the elite category of players in the National Football League. Well, I'm hoping they play. I'm hoping we get a season. I'm hoping all these things. NFL, you know that whole saying, you you had one job, you got one job. NFL, you have one job. Give these players a health and safety protocol guidelines. They'll be happy. You'll be happy. You'll be happy because you'll make money, and they'll be happy because they'll be playing the game they love. Moving away from the NFL, from a situation that really uh, it's kind of odd that it takes this long for them to go ahead and put this thing together, to a situation that was taking place in my life back on Friday, this past Friday, July 17th, I got off work a little bit early, and normally when I get off work early during this time period, I go straight home. I hop on, uh, I think it's I th- I think it's State Road 31 at the time. Hop on 31 South, then I hop on 465 West, go on around, get off on one of the three exits. I get off one to get home, depending on how I feel on that day. Go home and relax, and then just chill because it ain't nothing to do. Well, this particular Friday, I didn't. I, I went on 31. I went 31 North, not 31 South. 31 North up to Kokomo, Indiana. IU Kokomo to watch a couple college baseball games, a doubleheader, and let me tell you guys, one, that baseball stadium, Kokomo Kokomo Municipal Stadium up there in Kokomo, Indiana, beautiful, beautiful for a college stadium. Not a D1 caliber stadium for a college baseball team, but hey, it was a beautiful stadium, fun to watch, shade, I wasn't sweating the whole time, I did have a sweat towel around my neck just in case, hey, you know, Hey, you know when you're at the barbecue, you're at the reunion, it starts sweating. You got to have that towel, that hand towel from the hotel room in those cases because our reunions, we go off-site, we go around the country to celebrate. But in this case, I had my old USA Team USA towel around my neck ready to dab my head in case I start getting a little sweaty, but that didn't happen. But, man, it felt so good to sit there, to sit there in my chair just watching baseball. Did I know any players that were out there playing? Nope. Did I know any parents that were out there cheering or booing going against the umpires? Nope. Did I know anybody that lives in, do I know anybody that lives in Kokomo, Indiana? 
Nope, it's about an hour drive from where I live, about 45 minute drive from where I work. So the drive wasn't that bad, getting home wasn't that bad. The stadium was great to watch a game. It was great to be back watching a, a game, a sports game, sporting event. Normally by this time of the year, I would have already gone, I mentioned this before on the podcast, Cubs and Reds around the time of my birthday. I would have already gone there. That didn't happen this year. I would have already gone to uh, probably just a regular Reds game. Uh, Indianapolis Indians, AAA affiliate of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I would have already gone to that game. That didn't happen. So I've been just thirsty. Hey, you've been thirsty. I've been thirsty. I've been thirsty primarily in my life for baseball because right now, baseball rules the summer. It is. It hasn't been here. But, man, it was so nice. It was so nice. One thing that was nice, enjoyable for me, some of the fa- some of the parents that were there were a little upset because those primarily uh, the people watching were primarily parents. Some people were just regular spectators like myself, just trying to watch a game. My yeah, it was free. The only thing now you you guys are probably wondering, we just got off. The, I I'll get away from this. We just talked about health and safety protocols for the NFL, and you're wondering, Jay, what were the health and safety protocols for this game? Well, it was free to get in. Two, there were no concession stands open, so you had to bring in your own food and drink. Three, restrooms are open and get there whenever you want to. You can sit wherever you want to spread out. Masks were optional. And you know what? There was no scoreboard. It was just one umpire at home bay, at home plate. There was another umpire out in the field. He rotated between first and second primarily just to reposition himself when a player was on first or second base to get the proper eye view of when he, a player was going to be going to second or going to third, things of that, things of that nature. That was about it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. During the second game, during the second game there, it was probably, it was a better, it was a more competitive game. And well, (laughs) the umpire behind home plate got a little in his feelings. I want to use that phrase because it fit to describe how he was feeling at that particular time. He had a little bit of a... A little bit of a grudge. He didn't like people yelling at him and shouting at him. And when there are aren't that many people there, and fans are back uh, in when we're in the stands, and the umpires down on the field, you know how it is. You get a little courage to yell out and to say certain things that you wouldn't say to a man's face. Well, there was a a parent. I was a dad. I believe his son was a was a pitcher. And man, the umpires. Now, granted, the umpires are doing a bad job, doing a really bad job. But the umpires. They were doing a bad job, and his dad was getting a little vocal, getting a little loud, uh, being a little boisterous. And when he was being loud and boisterous and voicing his opinion, the umpire, during a crucial, well, not a crucial point, but a hostile point, because people were complaining, co- coaches were complaining because of his bad calls, second one of the game, all of a sudden, the umpire turns around to that fan that was yelling and said, hey, shut up. I mean, no joke. Other parents heard it. They're like, hold on. Did he say that? Did he say that? Yes, he did. And I'm sitting there laughing. I'm like, hey, he ain't yelling at me. That's one. Two, this is pure comedy. I am watching baseball. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just watching, uh, having a good old time watching sports. Hey, if they want to get into it, that's so new. But I'm going to sit here and laugh and laugh and laugh and have a good old time watching a baseball game. A little bit further on in that game, maybe maybe an inning or two, it didn't take very long, that same umpire threw out a coach because of a bad call that the umpire made. It was probably just, I think, third by this time. I mean, guys, um, this home plate umpire was not the best, but he was in his feelings. 
a second time. This time when he threw the umpire, when he threw the coach out of the game, the coach was the coach's dugout was on the third baseline. He walked to the uh, to the umpire, got in his face, started arguing, blah 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 blah. You're out, blah 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 blah. Kept going, blah 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 blah. You know how coaches go; they just keep rambling and rambling and rambling. Even though they're out the game, they want to make sure that their voice is heard and that they get their point across. Well, that coach was walking from the third baseline to the first base line, first base side, up the stairs to leave. Before he got to the stairs, he kept on running his mouth. Then the umpire said, "Hey, you ain't gonna talk to us that way." I'm like, "Hey, man, now, granted, granted, I'm like, hey, man, what, what are you doing, bro? Well, wait, that's really what I'm thinking about in my head. What are you doing now? For me, it's still kind of comedy, but I'm like, hey, um, if I'm a, if I was someone." scouting umpire saying hey that guy there i wouldn't see if he's good enough to come umpire a game for me no nah, he, he ain't gonna he ain't doing that and if those coaches have any say so about going to his bosses hey there's a good chance that he may not umpire a game for a while or did not do another game for those for those teams or not move up and let's say that was a semifinal round he wouldn't do the championship round because he was not doing a very good job that day you can't let your emotions get into it when you're a ref. You know that when you're a ref, you're looked at a certain way, and certain things can't be done, but this umpire didn't understand that simple rule of sports. Guys, it was fun. If you can't tell, it was fun for me. Fun to be back at a game. Going back this coming Friday, just one game. It's a night game. I believe the game starts at 7.30. Watching more baseball. I'll get home. I know Friday there's games on ESPN, so I, I believe there's games at 4, 7, and 10 o'clock on ESPN Friday night. I know it was 4 and 7. I believe there's one at 10 o'clock as well. So I'll go to the game, get home, and there's more baseball on my television screen. Hey, the sports of summer is back. Where Some of us are able to go to games. It would nice. It would be nice if the MLB would allow fans to go to games. I, I understand why they don't. Oh, it would be nice if fans could watch the, re, the, re, the resumption of the NBA season. I understand why they don't. But for those of you that are able to go to NFL games in the fall, cherish this moment because there are many fans like myself and like you that would love to go but we don't have the luxury of going man oh man oh man it was nice to watch sports and kind of get a little taste of what sports are like before the pros come back this week Thank you for listening to another episode of the J. Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. If you're not on Twitter and you would love to connect with the podcast, see your emails to jstevenspod at gmail.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about so no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one be sure to people know about the podcast this has been episode 114 of the jason's podcast i'll see you next time